There's something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Well, welcome everyone to this week's episode of Who Said Chapel Was Cancelled and um, opening up there with the dulcet tones of Ubani, backed up by Connor and Barnaby and Jed. Absolutely fantastic. And if you haven't listened to that, haven't watched that on YouTube, um, they were doing uh, the Thursday lunchtime concert, a bit of uh, Springsteen and it's very funky. Keep watching right the way to the end um, for Barnaby's uh, drumstick throw which I was particularly impressed with thanks boys well how are you how are you this week um it's felt to me um a little bit intimidating I think this week because we know what it's like having done five weeks of lockdown isolation remote learning and teaching and working uh, last half a term and now we've got another uh, stretch the same way unless you're an exam leave a year um, coming and I found that quite intimidating. I wonder how how you're doing. I was talking to um, a few of you in the upper sixth, and one of you described um, not being able to do your your final exams as being like climbing a mountain uh, where your focus has been for two whole years, and then being disallowed from summiting. And um, to start with, that felt quite a relief, but now it feels like unfinished business and that feels hard. Maybe you've totally moved on (laughs) from that by now and you're now um, uh, just very much focusing on the next stage, whether it's a a gap year, you're trying to work out whether to defer or uh, looking forward to heading off to uni or whatever your next move might be. Maybe for most of us, you're planning for assessment week next week um, and you're wondering how that's going to be sitting an exam at home in the comfortable surroundings of home. How's it going to be trying to focus at home? Maybe you've just been hitting Strava uh, really hard. But however you're doing, welcome. Thank you uh, so much for tuning in. We've got loads of good stuff uh, ready and waiting for us. We've got a good news story from uh, Charlie Harris. Uh, we've got uh, top tip and uh, hopes and dreams for next year from Evie Sharp, new head head pupil, as you'll know. Um, and we've got a great reading from a great sounding Bible book called Habakkuk from uh, Georgia Hubbard. And um, so lots to look forward to. So, so stay tuned. Well, that's the call for our good news story uh, for this week, which comes from Charlie Harris. Um, I stumbled across this on Twitter and um, he and a number of others from the current affairs group at Brook Court have uh, decided to start and have contributed to the first edition of what they're calling the CAG MAG. And you can read it online, soft copy. It's great. Loads of pupils contributing articles. Um, Charlie is the editor and uh, he's now going to tell us a little bit about the why, the what, uh, the how and what he's going to take from it. So Charlie, over to you. The CAG MAG is a current affairs magazine It's a virtual magazine, so if you want the link, I can send it to you. Just send me an email. I put it together because I had all this time in lockdown, and I thought, I've always been interested in journalism. It's it's something I want to pursue in the future. And why not just get involved and just 
start a magazine of my own and ask my friends and people and pupils uh, from different years to participate in this and put it together. Current Affairs Group started in Brook Court this year. It has been, we meet every Thursday in quiet time. It's been really interesting uh, to talk to fellow pupils about things going on in the world because something that I'm interested in will be different to something that someone else might be interested in. So they will follow the news in a different manner to how I am. And it's been really intriguing and interesting listening to the other people's views on what's going on in the world. One of the challenges that I've faced putting this together is the the difficulty in not trying, as an editor, not trying to change what someone else is saying. Because, because as an editor, you need to change things maybe for length or for grammatical sense but the tricky thing is making sure that the words you're removing or changing is not actually changing the picture that the writer is portraying to the reader and that was actually really difficult and I found it quite difficult but I got through it and I think I'll take that into the future as a very important lesson. Um, The major encouragement from this is definitely the expression of pupil voice. These articles that I received were really high quality. I learnt so much from the history of the Spinosaurus to the bushfires that are going on in Australia this year. It's been amazing reading and editing these And I really highly recommend you reading these articles too. They are all of high quality. And this this idea of pupil voice is so important because children and pupils have such different ideas about what's going on in the world to adults. And this is a really important thing that I think the CAGMAG is hopefully expressing these pupils' voices. And I must thank the pupils who have written articles thoroughly. They've been amazing, and thank you so much. And I need to thank Mr Pitt for, one, doing the front cover, which I'm sure you'll agree looks really amazing, and also helping me put this together and asking some of his pupils to participate. The lesson that I think... Uh, I can pass on to you guys is find your voice. Lockdown has given you this time to appreciate and and fill with something important. And finding your voice, I've found, is such an important uh, activity. And this can be through poetry writing, whether it's sketching or whether it's journalism like the CAGMAG, it's so important to find that voice because you learn so much about yourself. This voice could be humorous, cantankerous, or maybe it's a bit more serious. It could be some a side of you that you've never explored before. And through writing or through art or whatever it's through, You can find these different sides to your personality that you've never found before. 
and this lockdown has given you so much time to do so. And so finding your voice is my lesson to you. Kindest regards and stay safe. Well, thank you, Charlie, for that. And uh, I'll include the link to the CAG mag in the email um, note. So do look that up and enjoy reading it. And a shout out to Charlie. Um, kudos to him for using the word cantankerous, which doesn't get used nearly as much as it should. Yay! Well, that's our yay call for our top tip for thriving in isolation living, which this week comes from uh, Evie Sharp. Our new head pupil, I invited her to share top tip um, for the rest of us and also some of her hopes for next year at school. I hope that will be refreshing to look beyond this current lockdown season. I think it is really fascinating and important to remember as we listen to Evie that um, we are an international community. And as you'll hear, she lives at home in France where the rules are slightly different and the feel is slightly different too. Now, her sound clip comes through in two parts, so excuse a little bit of stitching together in the middle. But I hope this is uh, useful for you. Thanks, Evie. Hello, Decanians. I'm sure that the vast majority of you have found some aspects of confinement challenging, whether that be from the stresses of online school or the separation from friends. It has been and continues to be a difficult period of time. For me, when lockdown in France was announced, suddenly life was turned upside down, with no access to green space, closure of all forests and cycling bans. Even family walks outside weren't allowed. With the gendarmerie policing the area and fines being issued left, right and centre, it almost felt wrong being outdoors and enjoying nature felt virtually impossible. Whilst of course these restrictions have been necessary, it's felt stifling and has created a sense of fear. With this sudden increase of time on my hands, I felt as though I should be using it to become fluent in another language, to pick up a new instrument or become a master at baking. However, during this difficult period, self-enforced pressure to be creative and productive is not always that easy to maintain, and confinement has certainly been no holiday. So in that light, my advice for thriving in lockdown is just to be kind to yourself. These are unsettling times, and though it's temporary, it doesn't feel that way. Many people are currently facing bereavement, grief, job losses, and economic uncertainty. So in this challenging period, exercise some self-compassion. Just do what feels right for you, and don't be critical of yourself. Our sense of normality has been turned upside down and I've learnt not to feel guilty for not having mastered the ukulele, etc. Instead, I think it's been a great time to focus on accepting the position that we're in now. It's of course great to acknowledge some of the incredible achievements that many of the DC pupils have made. However, those who have not been in a position to... Ma Mental well-being is key here, and getting through this ordeal in a positive state of mind is really an achievement in itself. It's important to look after yourself, whether that's planning something to look forward to every day, however simple, or exercising outdoors. For me, that's been getting my work done in the morning, but so I have time to relax in the evening. Connection is also really important. I think that staying in contact with friends and family is vital to thriving in isolation. We've been reigniting letter writing with our grandma and attempting FaceTimes, 
to varying degrees of success with our granddad, who lives in a care home. It's great to keep the momentum of contact going. I've got high hopes that on return to Dean Close, whenever that might be, we as a school are able to quickly re-establish the relationships we have with one another and rebuild our iconic Dean Close community. Welcoming new pupils from the prep school and elsewhere will also be a priority so that they can settle in as quickly as possible. However, whilst accepting that some things inevitably have changed, possibly forever in light of the situation, one of my biggest hopes for the next year is that we can adapt to a new normal and maintain the spirit and character that we all know and love Dean Close has. I'm so excited to see my year group settle into upper six. Whilst it's really sad we haven't been able to say goodbye to this year's leavers, I'm confident that my year group can lead the school back to some sense of normality. Thank you very much indeed, Evie, and it'll be super. I'm sure we'd all agree to be back uh, physically on site and back to our, our new normal. And um, it was it was a, a dangerous phrase I felt to use, reigniting letter writing. That sounded distinctly flammable. But great advice, and you'll see uh, the music I'm going to play us out to is actually a, um, a song, contemporary uh, worship song called Be Kind to Yourself. And uh, the lyrics, I think, are relevant. Be kind to yourself. You've got to learn to love your enemies. How does it end when the war that you're in is just you against you against you? And maybe that's something that one of you listeners needs to remember uh, today. Moment of quiet, uh, just as we prepare ourselves to come to God's word, the Bible. And uh, we're going to say a couple of prayers as we prepare our hearts. Uh, the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. Lord, as we come to you today, we recognise that we don't know what today will hold, this week will hold, this new season will hold. But you do. You're the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You know the end from the beginning. And so right now, in a moment of quiet, we hold our seasons out to you. We set aside this moment to centre our minds and our hearts on you. Would you gather up our scattered senses and focus them on you? We bring you a large measure of expectation. We pray that you'd fill us up. Would you be our portion? Amen. Well, now we've uh, got Georgia Hubbard who's going to bring our reading to us. The reading is taken from the prophecy of Habakkuk, chapter 3, starting at verse 17. Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen, and no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. This is God's word. Thanks, Georgia, for that. These verses are some of my favourite verses, I suppose, in, in the Bible. They come from this rather um, under underused, I suppose, little book, Habakkuk, an Old Testament prophecy. And the question which they raise, I think, for us is, how is it possible 
to have joy, to rejoice when everything seems empty. Uh, Habakkuk paints this picture of emptiness with no fruit on the trees, no cattle in the stalls. Um, and in his agrarian society, of course, that was a significant picture of, of emptiness. Uh, emptiness there meant empty stomachs and, um, and real struggles. And the reason I've picked this passage is that I suppose some of us are probably rather enjoying lockdown and making the most of these opportunities as we hear from our good news stories every every week. But um, some of us, maybe many of us, staff and pupils alike, are struggling a bit. And there's a sense of emptiness maybe as an upper sixth form or a lever and you, you're leaving in a way that you didn't expect. It hasn't felt right or appropriate. Maybe there's a difficult situation at home. Maybe there's a bereavement. Uh, maybe it's just the sheer monotony of, of logging on for lessons and you're seeing the next five weeks stretch out ahead of you and a week of assessments next week and it just feels hard. It feels empty. It's not the way you would have planned it. And Habakkuk has for us a secret to find joy in emptiness, even during empty times. He says in verse 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Saviour. And uh, the secret really is not in our reading, but in an earlier part of Habakkuk. And in, in Habakkuk, um, in the middle of this little letter, there's a key little verse which says this, the righteous person will live by faith. And through this, this book of Habakkuk, uh, Habakkuk is asking God tough questions. Things are happening in Habakkuk's time which shouldn't happen, according to Habakkuk. They are outrageous. They're not what he would have planned for. They make life feel empty. And so Habakkuk consists of a series of complaints that Habakkuk launches in God's direction. And amazingly, God responds to each complaint with graciousness, with beautiful poetry, with answers. And his answers, really, to summarise them, are this, that he is being fair, he is being just, and he is being merciful, even if Habakkuk and others can't see it. And really, the call in the book of Habakkuk is not to demand answers, and many of us will be wanting answers, not just with COVID-19, when's the vaccine coming, when's the end going to come, when can we be in person with one another in school again? But also, I mean, heavy on our hearts, I'm sure, is watching the US uh, state of affairs with racial discrimination and in incitement to hate and riots and all the rest of that deep felt pain. And maybe there are other areas in your personal particular situations that you would uh, feel emptiness in. But God, through the book of Habakkuk, replies to us and says he won't necessarily give us the answers. They are, as it were, above and beyond us. They're his department. But the book of Habakkuk says, will you be content, not with having the answers, but with knowing the one who knows? Will we be content to rejoice in him, to trust that he is in control, that he is going to work good from evil? that good things maybe can come from COVID-19. Good things can come from this upheaval. Hashtag Black Lives Matter movement. And if we are able to move to a position where we're not demanding the answers that will elude us, but are content to know the one who knows the answers, well then we might be able to echo verse 19. The sovereign Lord is our strength. He makes our feet like the feet of a deer, sure-footed, not slipping. He enables us to tread on the heights. Well, that's my thought uh, for, for this.
for us uh, this week. Well, just as we uh, begin to um, prepare to finish, and um, I wish you very well for your weekend, whatever it's going to hold, I'm going to play us out, um, as I said earlier, with this track, Be Kind to Yourself, by Andrew Peterson. And I will include a little uh, video, YouTube video of, of this track as well on the um, email notes in case you want to watch it. It's a track he wrote to and for his daughter, and you'll see that she features prominently on the, the moving video. Be kind to yourself. I'll leave you with this. Thank you. Love and prayers from Bailey House to you all. Be kind to yourself. 